Welcome to the Everyday Ultra Podcast, a show designed to help you level up your training, crush your races, and ultimately become a better endurance athlete every single day. Whether you're an endurance athlete as a hobby or someone who wants to be the best in the sport, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and I'm super excited for you to dive into this episode. Before we start the episode, I want to let you know that I've officially partnered with this amazing company called Play On Relief, and I've been using their products for a few months now, and I love it so much, I wanted to partner with them to let you guys in on all the amazing benefits that I get from it in my training and races, because... I frequently get asked, how do you deal with muscle soreness during long runs, during races, or even after long efforts? Of course, the more you train, the less sore you'll be. But let's face it, long runs can still hurt, especially in a race. So to help with my own soreness, I've been using this topical spray called Plan during my long runs and races, and it is a game changer for aches, pains, and muscle soreness because it zaps the soreness away in seconds and lasts a really, really long time. It's so easy to use too, and I don't have to rub it in. No mess. It's just a spray on. I can't really get enough of it for my muscles on the long runs in races and recovery and it's sweat resistant when you spray it on it goes to work in seconds because it goes beyond the skin and into the muscle and joints directly where the soreness is to reduce pain at the source and that's different than other cbd creams or icy hot that are just on the skin level and plus it's all natural fda compliant and backed by 10 years of research so it's legit I hate putting stuff in my body filled with chemicals, so that's why I like the natural mixture of Plan. And because of Plan, it helped me to battle extreme leg soreness at this year's Havelina 100 at mile 60, and it even helped my fiance with some gnarly hip pain at mile 15 of her first 50K. So I'm telling you folks, if you deal with aches and pains or you're looking to be less sore in your next ultra and on your long runs, you gotta try this out. And because I love this product so much and I want you to try it out, Plan is going to give you a special holiday discount on your next order. All you need to do is use the code EVERYDAYULTRA at checkout to get a special holiday discount of 20% off your order at the link in the show notes or go to playonrelief.com. That's going to playonrelief.com to get a 20% off your order with the code EverydayUltra at checkout and that way you can try it to be less sore, keep running strong, and play on. Thanks so much everybody. Let's get into the episode and thank you so much for being here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everett Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and we have a returning guest on the show. And my gosh, it was, it was so funny. Like, right before we started this episode, I was chatting with her and I was saying, there's so much that has happened like since we've last chatted. And since then, just to kind of give you a highlight of everything that's happened since we've last chatted, she broke the record for most consecutive marathons, which was 104 marathons in 104 days, which is just unbelievable. So she's done that recently also is on the team with ultra um, and signed a contract with them, which is just super exciting as well. And now she's on a project that is celebrating her 21st year of being cancer free by doing a streak of a half marathon every day until she reaches 3,262 miles, which is just absolutely incredible. And she's been doing this every day since August 1st of 2023. And for the reference, today is January 3rd. So she is just out there crushing it. And she's been super inspirational, sharing her story about being an amputee, about surviving cancer. And ultimately, she's just been a light in the ultra running community to inspire people to do hard 
things. So I'd love to introduce the second time on the show, uh, the amazing, the inspirational Jackie Hunt Brojma. Jackie, thank you so much for coming on. Congrats for everything you've done and uh, so excited to have you back on the show. Thank you. And thank you for having me back on the show. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And I'm excited to have you here. And like I said, there's there's so much we can, we can dive into because I feel like there's so much that's happened. But one thing I kind of want to start off this conversation with is, you know, a phrase that, that you say to yourself a lot, which is I can do hard things. I love that. And it's such like a simple and powerful phrase. I even got chills just kind of thinking about it. But talk to me about why that phrase is so important to you, why you have it tattooed, like why it's something for you that, you know, what does that mean to you on like a deeper level beyond just, you know, I can do hard things? I just, yeah, I just think it is, it is such a simple phrase, but it's so powerful because no matter what, like my heart is different to everyone else's heart. Like everyone has their own thing that they're dealing with and, and it can be going for just a mile walk or like, it can be anything, just life. Life is hard. And it's like, it's a mantra I started when I started, when I was doing the marathon every day, because it got rough at like during, during the challenge, like. I was on days where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like that mantra kind of came in my head. I kept saying, and, I, and it's weird, like I, I first started saying, you can, do the, you can do this, you can do hard things, you can do it. And I kept doing that. But eventually I started believing in myself a little bit more. And then that phrase changed to, I can do hard things. So it kind of became, I became my own cheerleader in a sense. And so I tattooed it on my arm to remind myself to kind of, because I think a lot of the times we need to be our own cheerleader and we need to kind of just, tell ourselves no you can do this you can do it but you need to believe it so that's that's where the key is is changing it from someone telling you you can do hard things to actually no i can do this i can i can do hard things and it's believing in yourself and that's kind of where it came from Oh my gosh. I love that subtle shift. Like you mentioned, like the, you can do it to, I can do it. Right. Cause yeah. I love how you really focus in on that self-belief, right? Because you can have people encouraging you, you can have people cheering you on, but like what really makes the difference, like you're saying is that self-belief being the cheerleader that can, can bring yourself forward. Because I mean, I'm sure, you know, like being in that marathon, I'm sure there were days where, you know, it was, it was just you out there. And I know you have like a large support crew and have people running with you, but having that self-motivation, I'm sure probably was was big the biggest sustainability factor would you agree absolutely absolutely and yeah i mean it is again it's like it's just yeah just being your own cheerleader because a lot of times we do need to be our own cheerleader because like you can't always have the sport group around um and so that way you just encourage yourself to keep moving forward so good. I love that. And and I'd love to kind of dive deeper into the 104 marathons because like that is just like in my head. It's like like my, my brain can't comprehend it. It's just incredible. And right. A marathon is hard. And then like doing yeah. two marathons in a row is hard. But like every single day, like you have that challenge of getting up day after day after day with the fatigue building. So I guess like talk to me about like what that experience was like on, on the like the inner side of, you know, waking up each day and seeing it, like where were the lowest points? Like I'd love to just kind of hear a little bit of the details into the story behind the 104. Yeah, it was, it, it was weird when I started the project. Like I was like, because I was chasing Alyssa's record um, because she'd set the, the female record before. 
And I kind of, again, my typical way I do things, I just signed, I was like, I decided on the whim. I was like, oh yeah, like a week before, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this. Let's try that and see. So, and it was, it was kind of, there were so many factors because I'm like, I'm not sure if I'd actually make it past 10 days because I had the prosthetic, I had, there was just so many things like to consider, like running with the blade and stuff. I wasn't sure if it would last. It's kind of mm. taking it to the next level. I mean, I'd, I'd obviously, because I'd been training for a lot of ultras, I'd done mileage, but not like back to back like this. This was going to be the next level. And the weird thing with the whole project, it was, it was more mental than it was physical. Mm. And it was weird because it's like my body, my body kind of, my body got stronger every day. And that's why I keep telling everyone, it's like our bodies are just absolutely phenomenal. It's like you can keep pushing it and it kind of adapts. It really is like, I kind of felt at one point I was like, maybe I'm just some kind of freak because it just like my body just, <laughs> you know, like you watch this alien, like the aliens, like they come out and they're like, like change and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is like weird because my body just keeps like adapting and just kind of getting better. But where I really struggled was mentally. Um, mm. Like I'd get out of bed and I'd sit on the edge of the bed and I'm thinking, oh man, I have to do this again. What the hell? Yeah. And it was like, there was physically nothing wrong. Like my body, like I struggled the first week. I got things like shin splints and stuff, but but that was because I was hit, I was running the road, which I had mm. always run trails. So suddenly I transitioned to road. And let me tell you, pounding the pavement, that hurts. <laughs> I'd much rather run trail, but yeah, that's a total different story. And and so that was like, that I had to deal with in the beginning. And then it kind of cleared up. And then I, things like my stump swelled up really, really badly. And that was, that was the funny thing. Like the, after the week, my stump really swelled up quite heavily so mm. my original blade that I was running in, I couldn't fit in that in a, in, in anymore. So I was like, okay, maybe this project is over. Um, but luckily I had an old uh, old running blade that the socket was bigger because every time you change, you get a new socket, they make it smaller because your your stump kind of shrinks down a little bit. So it gets thinner. Mm. So you need a better fitting one. So I always, my mine always seemed to get smaller and smaller, like the whole part that fits on my, on my leg. And so, but luckily I had kept my old, my old running blade. So I fitted into that. So the rest of the project I ran in that because my stump was just so swollen, but that was the only like, weirdly, that was the only like major thing I kind of struggled with, but I was very good with like recovery. So I, I made sure I was kind of doing all the things I needed to do to keep going, but it was the mental aspect, like just motivating myself to get out of the door. Like some days I'd go out and I'd get a mile and I'd just stop in the middle of the road and go, I can't do this anymore. I just don't want to do this. And it's mm-hmm. just like fighting through that. And it, it definitely, the whole project definitely made me stronger because I had to fight through all that. So it was like, it taught me to kind of, because sometimes you get overwhelmed with a project. Like you yeah. kind of get overwhelmed with, um, like you have this marathon distance you have to run. And it was like, oh, I need to run 26.2 miles. How am I going to do that? And it's like the whole the whole thing just feels overwhelming. But then what I learned was that I just take a step back. So I would do just focus on a mile, get to a mile. And those were like, I broke it out down into smaller chunks. So the, so, and it was weird. Like sometimes I think my neighbors must must have thought I was some crazy woman because I'd get to a mile and then I'd celebrate it and like, yay. And then go the next mile and then like, yay. (laughs) So I was doing all these like tricks and it kept 
get me going. And it just like, I kind of, that way I tricked my brain. And I think then my brain was like, okay, she's not giving up on this. So it kind of had to kind of catch up and just keep going. <laughs> oh my gosh. I And I love the outward celebration because it can be easy to like say the celebrate, but like, I, I feel like with the actual movement and like the physical like involvement with it and outward expression makes the brain kind of think as I heard someone say like one time like the brain will like pretty much justify anything that you do so like if you're celebrating it it's like oh like okay this is justified and someone told me like the larger the reaction like the larger the response the brain has or larger like the message so that's interesting because like I, th- I think a lot of people like the they say, they say celebrate the wins, but like in their head, it's kind of like a, yeah, you did it, but you're actually yeah. going out and expressing yeah. it, which probably leads to that deeper resonance. And I think, I think, uh, I think we've been taught like it's, it's, it's bad to kind of show your celebration to the world. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you need to be reserved. You need to, need to be humble. And it's not, it's like, I deserve to celebrate that because that was how I was going to get through this. And so it's like, don't be shy. Like just, yeah, celebrate. And then people think you're crazy. That's on them. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, nowadays it's like sometimes people maybe could misread the celebration for like, Oh, like you're bragging or like, and I think I know for me, like at times too, and it sounds like you've felt the same way sometimes it's like when you do feel like you're celebrating those thoughts can come in the head be like oh do people think like i'm bragging and stuff but in the end of the day you're right it's like first of all like i mean you're running 104 marathons 104 days you definitely deserve to celebrate like don't don't get me wrong like for sure and so uh and i think being not afraid of that and knowing that to say hey if this helps me if this like gets me to go forward that's worthy of that celebration especially going that like that next mile, that next step, you know, exactly. when you're at marathon 56, 57, 58, all to 104, like every step's a celebration. So I love how you talk about just owning that to really not only help yourself, but to, th- again, going back to what you originally said, like being your own cheerleader, it all comes back to that, which is super cool. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so awesome. And so like, I know you mentioned like that mental kind of side of things, like being into there. And I'm curious, like when you're doing the 104 marathons, 104 days, and now you're doing the half marathon every day since, you know, August 1st. Yeah. And I'm sure you probably get this question a lot, but I'm, I'm curious, like, which have you found to be harder in terms of that? Cause right. Cause the 13.1 is obviously more days, like likely will be more days. Right. So it'd be pretty much like 250 days, like, uh, is kind of yeah. like where you're shooting for versus, you know, half, little more than half uh, in terms of the marathons, but more distance. Like, how do you kind of weigh those two things? Like, what's the current? I mean, you're in it right now with the half marathon. So I'd love to hear how you kind of compare and contrast the two. It's weird. It's like they're both hard in their different ways. Like, and and I, with the, the marathon, it was like, now I would have been done by now. Like, it's like the goal was shorter, um, mm-hmm. but it was more grueling on my body. So it's mm. like, even though my body was getting stronger, it was, you had less time to recover. Whereas now I have a lot more time to recover. So that helps, but it is a little scary thinking that you like, I'm on day 156 and I still have to go and do like, just like just under a hundred. I still have a long way to go. So the goal is longer. So it's like, it's weird. Like it's, but you are still battling through the same mental issues. Like even yeah. though it's half the distance, it's still a half marathon. So it's still a lot of miles and it's still like, you still have to get up every day and like 
encourage yourself to go and it's like so you still have all that it's just the mileage is a little less but longer so i think they're both hard but just in different ways Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah because it's kind of like that contrast like you're saying like one is like harder mileage wise but the other one i mean i feel like the just longer period of time that comes with doing it day after day after day like that's more than 104 days like right now you're over where you were on a daily thing from the marathon which is interesting what i also think is super awesome too is like not only are you doing a half marathon every day but like you've done different events throughout this challenge as well right so Havelin 100k you just did across the years too as well so like you know it's not even like you're doing that so i'm i'm kind of curious like do you feel how do those like those longer kind of efforts amidst the challenge like do you feel like you're stronger in those like how does I guess like those kind of relate to the overall challenge because I know you mentioned like earlier on I thought it was fascinating how you said your body kind of like adapted over time and so I'm curious like how those longer races kind of play into the overall challenge as well um they're they're tricky because it's like um, especially like with Havelina, because you're kind of going through the night, so you're exhausted mm. the next day, and that that was that's kind of where the the longer the right the races are, the less time you have for recovery and the less sleep you get. So mm. that kind of affects you too a little bit. Um, so like Havelina was challenging in itself, just be purely from a sleep point of view, and then um, because it's coming back and then knowing you need to go out again so it's kind of just managing that a little bit but saying that it's like you kind of then have a rough few days like a two or three days to kind of just kind of get back into the the rhythm again because you have to get into that rhythm and then you then you kind of can go again um so it's just I've become very good with like I manage my body and I manage like my time and it's like also just reflecting and and living in that moment and like realizing, okay, I'm feeling like this because I just ran 100K. So it's normal. It's like, because sometimes I think we, we all think we need to be some kind of superhero. And it's like, oh, we're not allowed to struggle. And and we, yeah, this, this is pathetic and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, there's a reason why we're feeling like that. And like being honest with yourself is mm. really, really important. And just saying, well, okay, I am struggling because of the 100K, but so just take every day as it comes, take step by step and just kind of just kind of going back to it and just kind of slowly just kind of build up the miles. And I mean, those 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 halves after that was like super slow. It was Mm. like really slow. And it was like, you know what? It is what it is. It's like I'm doing the best I can. And it's like also remembering that is that you're doing the best that you can in the moment and just kind of giving... I've kind of learned that you need to kind of give yourself more credit than what we are used to doing because I feel like we're just like, we, we always feel like we need to look at the bad, like look at the failures, look at the like, oh, I'm not running fast enough. I'm not, I'm not doing this like I should be doing, like everyone else and comparing ourselves to everyone else. And we forget to say, no, you're doing a great job. You know what? You're out there. You're trying your best. And that's what it's about is just doing your best um, in the moment. Oh, so good. And and I love that you touch on the notion of like we put the expectations on ourselves to be the super person, to be, you know, this this 
amazing thing because as you know like the ultra community like i think you know sometimes it's awesome to like do hard things and like have these things but sometimes people can maybe match those things as like i should be able to not struggle and i love how like authentic you are because like you share very real like when you have the hard days and i think that's what makes people so uh just just uh, excited about following your journey because you relate to a lot of people and it's like even you know some of the best of athletes like like yourself have the hard days where you struggle. And I love to use that word accepting of that and just knowing it and then giving yourself the credit to showing up when it's hard, which I think is just the, the amazing thing to do in that. Cause like, do, do you find like there's some kind of strength in that in yourself? Like when you're able to admit, Hey, this is hard, this is tough. Like what have you kind of seen that kind of transform and play out into, you know, your daily challenges and the things that you do, um, to, to help you to keep moving forward? Like, is there power in that vulnerability? I, I think there is definitely power. It is just owning how you're feeling at that time. And I've never been, I was never taught that. Like growing up, I was always, mm. you hide, you hide your feelings, you hide how you're feeling. And I think that translated into the running where I always felt like I had to be strong and I had to have good days all the time. And it's like, you weren't allowed to struggle. And I never, on like social media, I never saw anyone struggling. And I was like, it made me feel bad because it was like, well, I'm really struggling here. Why is everyone else looking and you just see all these great photos and everyone's crushing. It seems like everyone's crushing it. And here I am sitting trying to do a half marathon and I'm in tears because I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, I came to, and, but I've now, I've become a stronger person because I realized, you know what, it's okay to struggle. And, and so I love sharing that part of it because it keeps it real and it keeps it normal because we all struggle. But it's like, once you get through that, the next day you feel so much better about yourself because you're like, heck yeah, I just did that yesterday. I was like on my, like I was sitting on the ground crying because I was having such a bad day and I didn't think I could get through it, but I did it. And those are the moments you'll remember. You always remember Mm. that instead of you, you, Everyone always says, oh, you, you, you'll just remember the good days. No, the bad days is what makes you stronger. And those are the days you need to remember because you that will remind you, you you've done harder things. You've gone through mm-hmm. that. So it's made you what you've done today, made it easier. And that's kind of what you always need to remember. Mm, so good. And and this almost like reminded me of a recent post that you did that I thought was so awesome. So like, as you know, it was just like, downpour raining in Arizona here like a few like a week and a half ago which uh, I'm sure like you got it too but a lot of people are like you live in Arizona like this is not real like what the heck but I love the post that you put of you going out there for a run and like slipping and sliding around the mud like it was I mean like us Arizonans we're not used to that yeah right exactly yeah it was nuts so like does that kind of like play a role in getting over like you were saying like some there's there's people who go out and let the excuses win and then there's people who go out and do it and you know we're heading into a new year of 2024 where everybody right now is so psyched about goals and stuff but let's be honest like once we get to next week then all of a sudden Uh things start piling up like commitments start piling up like kids get sick like you know the whole nine yards on those things so I guess like talk to me a little bit about like when you because like listen you've had I mean like all the opportunities to let things stop you and this is what we kind of talked about in the first podcast right obviously you know losing your leg having cancer like all these things too and like also for listeners who don't know Jackie too she's also a mother like she's had like it's not like she's 
she's not doing anything throughout the day. Like she's also has like a super, super busy schedule. So when an excuse comes up, like a, a potential excuse comes up, like what goes through your mind to get through that, to, to do that? And then, you know, for listeners right now who maybe face the same thing with like, I can't train because of X, Y, and Z, or I can't do this. Like, how do you take down those excuses? Um, for me, it's bit, the, the, the word that always comes to mind is regret. Because mm-hmm. I know myself, like, I will always then regret that I didn't go. Um, I will always the next day think, I should have gone. Why did I, why, why didn't I just go and try? And I just feel like you're better off trying and failing. Like you can go, like, even when I did that run outside, I mean, yeah, I had to find a total different route because that try, I didn't realize the canals get that muddy and sloppy. <laughs> I'm like, what is Arizona? Come on. <laughs> and, and so it's like changing your mindset and like, yeah, it was, it was, crappy being out there because it was cold and it was the trail was terrible but I found a different route and and I because I know I've become like that that I know I'm going to regret it if I don't go and it's always like you can't come back from that like you can't Mm. like you'll then regret it for ever how many weeks or whatever and it's like I would rather then go out and try and say you know what I gave it my best shot and this is the best I could do on that day. And that's okay. But I was out there. I was trying. Yeah, I love that. Cause and I love how you say, you know, it's it's not it's not a matter of like if you get the thing done or not. It's a matter if you try. Like I, exactly. I love that. I love that because I think so many people think they have to like do the thing or like go to do the thing to even uh even just put it into their schedule but to you it's like hey just like show up try see if it works because like in the end of the day like no one regrets trying but everyone regrets and not doing and i think like that exactly and i just feel like even if you've put these goals out for new year's resolutions and things and you go out and it's it's a disaster but you've gone out you've tried and remember tomorrow's a new day so then mm-hmm. pat yourself on the back, say you were out there and then come back tomorrow and try again. And you just keep doing that. And that then changes into something magical. Yeah. So good. So good. And, and I love how, you know, you, you take that reflective approach of like being able to say, okay, like today, you know, maybe didn't go the way it was, but like tomorrow's a new day we show up, we try again we learn, we make, make sure that like, those things are there. And I'm, I'm curious for you, like, as like, you think about last year with 2023, just kind of thinking about learning and, you know, as we're heading into 2024, like what are some things like for you that you learned over the past, you know, year? And obviously like everything that I mentioned before, like incredible accomplishments, the marathon, the races, like everything that you've done, like, are there any like super potent lessons that have helped you to really, you know, take on some of the big goals that you have this year, obviously like finishing the challenge. I know you and I have talked about some of the races that you're thinking about doing as well, which is super cool. But how, what are some lessons from last year that you pulled that you're taking into this year and that have really impacted you as a, as an athlete? I just think it's just putting yourself out there. Like just because sometimes these goals look, seem really scary and heck, I mean, I've done like like I've put like on my list, like really scary. And my husband's always rolling his eyes at me because I'm like, oh, let's do this. And he's like, yeah. what? And I just feel like, you know what? You've got one life. And and especially with doing this challenge that I've been running for so many cancer um, survivors and non-survivors, mm-hmm. um, it has taught me that life is short and you need to just live 
every day like it's going to be your last day. And I know that sounds like some people might like, oh, I don't want to hear that. But it's true. It's like live in the moment. And if you want to do some big, scary goal, go for it. Just try it because tomorrow is never guaranteed. And you're just you're you're living a life like scared. Oh, yeah. But what happens if I fail? And I just feel like just go for it. And yes, I failed big too. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes it's a bit scary, especially putting yourself out on social media and saying, oh yeah, I'm going to do this big goal and stuff. And then you're like, well, actually it didn't work out. But owning that and saying, you know what? I tried. It's, I'm out there, I'm living life. And it's just, and I think, especially with this challenge, it's just, it's put life in more perspective because a lot of times we're just, we, oh yeah, I wish my life was better. And I wish I had all these, this and that. But living in the moment is the the best thing that you can do is just enjoy it and just mm. do the best you can. Yeah, hundred percent. And I want to talk definitely more about like living in the moment, but I think something that you mentioned there is, is so awesome because it kind of relates back to the marathon challenge where you just say like, Hey, like just do it. Like don't even, you know, hesitate about it. Like that's the thing. And what was super interesting. And I, I, I'm remiss for not like, you know, kind of bringing it up earlier, but when you were saying you did the marathon challenge, this was something that you just kind of were like within like a week's notice, just like, let me just kind of do it. So it's not like something that like you train for, like, or like, you know, like you set out for like, yeah, I'm going to do this like eight months and train and like do all this thing. You just kind of launched in. So like, talk to me about that. Cause I think it relates to what you're talking about with like setting the goals and stuff. And so, because I think, and I'm, I'm sure again, this relates to what you were talking about, the overwhelm, like with these big projects or goals or things like that, I think it can be easy. And I know I've been there before, like where you have these big goals and you think about everything that you need to do to prepare for it. And people don't necessarily go for it because they think they need all this time to prep. But for you, it was like kind of like a a week notice. So I guess talk to me, talk to me a little bit about that and like how, how that all came to be. I think think my, my personality is I tend not to overthink things and I just kind of throw myself into it, which means it opens me up for I can either be successful or I can fail major. Like it's like I'm like an all or nothing. Like it's <laughs> it's like extreme. And and it's interesting because my husband's very much he's an overthinker. So he's a total planner. So when I come up with these projects, he's like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> what do we have a year to plan for this? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm starting it in a week. And I I think. <laughs> I think what was great about the marathon thing was because I had no expectations. Like I went in it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. Let's see. Maybe I make it to 10 days. Maybe I'll make it to the hundred, like my goal. And I'm like, but I'd rather just give it a shot and see what happens. And so I basically trained my body up as I was going. <laughs> Nothing like running your running a marathon, like you haven't trained for it, but oh yeah, we'll just keep going at it. Um, so it just... It, I think it's just our bodies are just absolutely freaking amazing. And, but it's, it's a lot, it's our minds. We have to convince that we're capable. And it sounds a little cheesy saying, yeah, that we're capable of so much more, but it is because we do, we do need to train our minds that we can do these things. And, and I think sometimes it does help like doing something on the whim, just like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to do it. Let's just do it. It doesn't give your mind enough time to think about it. Yes. Yes. I love that you said that. That's my tip for 2024. Just do it. Yeah. And I love that you said that part because I think, you know, in the initial idea, like I'm sure you know this, like when you thought about the marathon or like when you think about going for a bigger race or something like that, like, and everybody knows the feeling, like you get so excited for it. You get so excited. And then all of a sudden some time passes and your brain's like, oh wait, did you think about this? Or 
did you think about this? Did you think about this? And they're like, oh yeah. boy, I don't know. <laughs> so to your point, it's like once you decide and you know, whether it's you hit the button on ultra sign up or whether like you start to do that run streak tomorrow or whether, you know, you start to, you know, train for that one thing or sign up for the gym member, like whatever that thing is, like you almost kind of don't give your brain the room for excuses. And instead by locking it in, you're almost like giving your brain almost forcing it to figure it out, correct? Exactly. Hey everybody, just want to take a quick break in this episode because I partnered with a company recently that has just been a game changer when it comes to clothing and apparel that I'm wearing on my long runs. And the one thing that I get frustrated with when it comes to running gear or apparel in general is when it doesn't last long. Whether it rips, tears, or just wears away, it sucks to have to keep buying new stuff. Plus, doing that isn't sustainable for the planet. But I recently started trying this gear that lasts long, has a five-year guarantee, is super comfortable, has extremely fun colors, which is so important, right? And helps to support clean water programs around the world. The gear is from Janji, and you gotta check them out. They make high-performance running apparel, such as shorts, tanks, shirts, jackets, and more, all built to explore the world on the run. Not only do they have a five-year guarantee where they will replace any product that wears away, but their stuff is super comfortable, breathable, and easy to move in, especially in the winter months when you're bundled up a ton. Plus, 2% of their sales go towards nonprofits working on viable clean water solutions, so it's a way to give back and feel good about where your money is going. They have super bright colors and artwork designed by talented artists all across the world, so you'll stand out on the trail, which is, like I said, one of the most important things. My favorite products have been the Transit Tech Short and the Run All Day Tee. I like the Transit Shorts because they're lightweight, easy to move on my runs, especially when I'm climbing hills or doing faster efforts because they don't have a liner. And when you don't have a liner, I feel like you can move around a lot, lot better when it comes to doing these faster efforts on the trail. And I love the Run All Day Tee because it feels like you're barely wearing anything out there, which keeps you really, really cool on a hot day and doesn't feel like you're overwhelmed on a cold day as well. So it feels like you're not wearing anything that's holding you down. So I 100% suggest you try out Johnji's clothing. And if you're looking to test drive it, you can get 15% off your order by using the code EverydayUltra15 at checkout when you go to johnji.com. That's spelled J A N J I.com. Or you can go to the link in the show notes directly. Use code EverydayUltra15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. And if you're rocking Johnji in your next adventure, let me know and hope you give them a shot. Go to johnji.com and use code EverydayUltra15 at checkout to get 15% off. All right, everybody, let's get right back into this episode here. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And and now it kind of time back to like the living in the moment thing cuz I'm sure that had to be something that's in there, but I I would love for you to kind of shed some light on that because you know, especially this time of year with New Year's, right? We're so like future thinking and like thinking about all the races and everything, which is great. Like I think it's awesome and I know you agree too with that too, but you know, in the world where, you know, we're, we, we always want to do more and everything like that, which again, like I, I, I'm very much in that boat. Like I love going for big things. There can sometimes be a pull away from the moment. And like, that is something that I feel like is not talked too much about in the ultra community. But when you hear inspirational people like you who are doing big things and seeing how much of an impact it's had, not just in your running, but in life, um, is super powerful. So I guess like talk to me a little bit more about that. And like, how do you kind of ground yourself in the moments? Like maybe when, you know, the mind is trying to pull us into the future or maybe even to the past, right? Because, you know, I've had times too, where like the mind can come in and try and pull up like, oh yeah, here's like where you didn't do well. Here's when you did. So, but coming back into that moment is so important. So, so talk to me about how you how you do that and and what's the impact it's had on you 
Yeah, I think I think it is really important thing, and it, and it's right. Like what you said, like we we've been so trained, like oh, we need to chase the next goal. What's the next goal? Let's that, and then you forget you forget about when you hit that goal, you're already chasing the next goal. Yeah. And I kind of I think when I when I was starting with the doing the marathon things, it was I had to focus on that day. Like I couldn't think ahead because that would be scary. Firstly, because I was like, oh, my goodness, I still need like do another 50 marathons. No. And it was like it told me to just focus. And sometimes it told me just to focus on the, the next mile. Like I couldn't even focus on the like the, the full marathon. And it kind of it kind of I was like, oh, this isn't. And it was weird because I'm like, this is an interesting concept. Like I'm not thinking ahead at all. Like I'm just focusing on what I'm doing today. Mm. Um, and I just think we need more of that. Like we need more like finish. If your if your goal is to do your first hundred miler, get to your first hundred miler, celebrate that because I feel like we don't celebrate ourselves enough. Like we don't celebrate our accomplishments and then celebrate that when you get to that point and then, then take a few days and maybe then sign up, get a next goal. Like I'm very goal oriented. Like I need, like, that's just me. Like I need to, otherwise I need that drive. But I just feel like we do need to live in the moment where we are celebrating our current achievements and our current what we're doing now. And I think with anything like with having cancer and having survived that, it's 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 really told me that life's short. Like you, like I was lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones that survived it. But mm. not everyone gets that opportunity. And it's like in a blink of an eye, things can change. And we always, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a downer or anything, but I just feel like that's the reality. A lot of the times we take those, mm -hmm. like I took life for granted, like totally. Like I was, I had a great job. I was chasing promotions all the time. I was traveling all over Europe and it was fantastic. But I was just always chasing the next goal. When am I going to get my next promotion? I was like, I kind of took life a little bit for granted. And it was just when I, when I got my diagnosis and I had to lose my, my leg, I suddenly like looked at life and I'm like, it was kind of like a, a, a kick in your gut because you were like, okay, well, I might not be here tomorrow. Like tomorrow mm -hmm. is not guaranteed. And it's just like that reality is like, sometimes you need to keep that in your, in the back of your mind. So celebrate the moments and smile more. I'm like all for like smile more, be happy. Like, like, and have your bad days too. That's okay. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm like, not a crazy person, but like, I have my good days and I'm smiling and cheery. And the next day I have a rough day and that's, that's mm. totally, totally fine. But it's just owning, owning it and just living in the moment a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so I, I love that. And I, I love how you pull on to, you know, your earlier point about like going through that, the cancer diagnosis and hearing those things. And like, that can be something that, I think it's it can be easy to be in that motion of like, you know, every like everything's going to continue to be fine. Like you kind of take life for granted. And although although very different situation, I mean, like somewhat similar, like my, my father, like unexpectedly passed away. And like it's one yeah. of those things where, you know, it's it's just like, whoa, like life can just change like in a dime, like as you know, too, like personally. Yeah. And so like I'm curious because like for me, I, I'm going to be honest too. I was in the same kind of thing. Like before that thing happened with me, like where it was very much like, Oh, like, you know, you don't realize. Cause I think we hear all the time, like life short, life short, but it's like, sometimes when you get one of those kind of events, like 
it, that's like when you really realize it. I don't know. Is there a way that you think like, I, and I don't even know, I guess like how to really just describe it. Cause like for me, I don't think I've ever like been in this, but is there a way where we can kind of maybe take into account those things, even if we haven't gone through something like crazy or anything like that? I know it's like a deeper question, but um, yeah. I'm just curious, like for you kind of going through those things and what, what your thoughts are on that. That, that's that's a really good question and I don't know I don't actually know what the answer for that would be because yeah. I just feel like for everyone it's different and it's like I feel like it's a mind shift like you you have to kind of train your brain to kind of think that way like it's like yeah. you need to remember and, and I guess like social media doesn't help because you're always mm. you're always seeing everyone chasing these big goals and it's like you need to kind of get to the next thing and it's like oh and everyone has this great life and blah and that's kind of what you're chasing and stuff instead of like being in your own moment and 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 loving what you're doing like not focusing and I think it's I think there's a lot of that too that goes on that everyone's comparing to everyone and it's like so you're you think your life isn't great and because you're comparing to everyone else and I think it's just yeah, it's, it's tough, I think. And I don't want everyone to go through what I've gone through, because I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Like, it's not, that's not something I'd want anyone to go through. I'd love that no one went through it. Um, but it's, I think, it, it, from a point of view, it's easier if you've gone through something like that to realize that you mm. need to live in the moment, like you need to not take things for granted because you always hear that and it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to live forever. That's just right, what it's right. going to be. Like my son keeps saying he's going to live until he's 150. I'm like, really? <laughs> that like, is yeah, awesome. Technology's changing. I'm living until I'm 150. I'm like, oh my goodness, really? <laughs> so you have that. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know what the right answer is for that. Um, I just know from personal experience that I, and don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't always live by that because sometimes I'm like, oh, forget about that. And it's like, you're having a rough day and you just, like when I did that post um, about depression and I was, yeah. I was having such a bad day and I was, I felt so guilty in a sense because I'm like, I should be enjoying my life and I should be living in the moment, but I just can't. I'm just like, this is just a rough time. And it's like, that is okay too. It's like, we don't, you don't always have to be happy and appreciative of life because sometimes life is hard. And yeah. I guess it kind of comes back to the point of like, owning your story and owning owning more of your feelings like it's more feeling driven like like listening to yourself and stuff but yeah so yeah it's it's such a complex subject like it's hard to kind of I just feel like you just we just need to learn to own more of our emotions and just live live in the moment as much as we can like like celebrate good things remember that we we have a good life like it's just remember that but also Give yourself grace if you're having a bad day, because that's totally fine too. It's like, you know, well, we don't always have to be happy and think life is great because not it isn't like that all the time. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And it, it, it is like a, to, to go back to the, the kind of thing we were talking about, it's, it's, it's tough to, th- to put into words like how things but I think like what helps people and like even before like I went through my thing like even just following you has been 
just one of those things that's so inspiring to like see, you know, like you've gone through a lot and to see like what you're doing and like seeing you going out and accomplishing these things. I think like that's one of the things where it's like, wow, like, you know, that helps people to understand that like, you know, it doesn't, you're not defined by your circumstances. I remember like that was something that you mentioned like on our very first conversation. Cause I asked you like, you know, when you got like the diagnosis, like when you lost the leg, like what was those things? And like you, I remember you mentioning like, you're like, I did not define those circumstances like as is. And it's like one of those things where you build like the appreciation for life because like when you don't define the circumstances, that means you have this, you know, ability to appreciate life for what it is. Like maybe, you know, you, maybe it is looking a little different given the circumstances in the end of the day, but those don't define what you do. And I think you've been just like an incredible just example of that. Like just, you know, with everything that you do. And I mean, you inspire so much people to do so. And I remember, because I remember the first time we chatted, I remember, uh, texting, um, Om Gandhi, who was the one who like originally put you on my radar and I texted him and I was like, dude, like, I like, I literally have like no excuse. Like she is incredible. Like, so I think like you sharing your voice has helped a lot of people to have that appreciation for life because, and also to bust through any circumstances they're going through. Yeah. 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 It comes down to again, yeah. Living in the moment and just taking every day as it comes really. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I think that's, that's amazing. So as you kind of like head into this year, right? Like obviously like you, you have like a little, little bit less than a hundred days left of like the, the, the yeah, marathon challenge. On April 16th. So I've still got oh, a while. <laughs> still, still got a while. Yeah. Uh, that is amazing. So you have that. What are kind of some other goals that you have set for the new year? And like, how are you approaching those? Like, how do you kind of like, you know, kind of like balancing, right? We talked about like in the moment. And I know in the first podcast, we talked a lot about like dealing with the past, which is super cool. Like, let's talk about like Jackie's like 2024, how you're looking at that and like how you like are looking to capitalize on those goals that you're setting out for yourself. Um, well, I've got my big goal is I've got Comrades Ultramarathon, um, Comrades Marathon in South Africa in June. Um, it is, which is kind of, like the half marathons I feel like is a pretty good training and stuff but I've set myself some high goals for time-wise and stuff like that so those are a little bit scary um but it's scary because it's also not a trail race it's a road race which is Mm going to be interesting (laughs) (laughs) 88 kilometers of ouch (laughs) oh so the road is always so brutal so brutal oh that's gonna be brutal so I'm excited about that but it's it's weird because a lot of people are like, why are you running Comrades? And it's, I grew up, because I grew up in South Africa, um, Comrades was always kind of the thing that we watched. Like, it was like, you always knew about it. You always saw them people. And I always thought people were crazy. They were like, why would you want to do that? And um, and it was, it was like when I became an MPT, I obviously I didn't want to become a runner and stuff like that. But now it's interesting that now suddenly I am a runner and I'm actually going back to this race that I used to watch as a kid. So it's a little bit like, mm. oh, this will be quite cool. And it was cool because I, um, the the men's champion, he's like a hero in South Africa, um, Bruce Fordyce. Um, he he tweeted when I like I was tweeting and he like replied and he was like, yeah, can't wait to see you in Comrade, like seeing crushing it and stuff and I send that message to like my whole family in South Africa they're like what you were chatting to him 
But yeah, so I've got I've got that, um, and then I have I'm going back to Yeti hundred miler, and then I'm actually going back to Havelina, um, just to have some fun in the desert again. <laughs> nice, good old yeah, Havelina. That good. That's kind of like like my small goals. Um, I yeah, I wanna I'm debating possibly to go back to Moab two forty. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that would be fun. I haven't broken that news to my husband yet, so shh. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't. Hopefully he's not listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm just doing things like that a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, I kind of, it would be nice to kind of focus a little bit like on like comrades with like, like going a little faster and see, just to yeah. see what I can do. Um, so I'm just going to have a little bit of fun with it. Um, I'm a little scared of the road running, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. And I love how you're going for that with that like deep emotional resonance of like what that race means to you, right? Having like the story and like the history and like just knowing what that means on there. Cause I think, right. A lot of times we talk about like the scary goals and I think they're great. And I love how you're like marrying the scary goals with like the, the like deep resonation goals. But I think like, cause a lot of the times like going for something that's like meaningful you, whether it is like racing in a hometown or like things like that can be like so important. And I love how also too, you mentioned like having like some speed goals in there. And what's super cool is like, I mean, you've done these like very consecutive kind of like day after day things. You've gone long distances, like all that kind of stuff. Like when you think about like improving speed, like how are you kind of like approaching that? And like, are you shifting anything? Are you incorporating? Is it like more so something you're working on after the hair marathon? Like, I'd love to hear how you're looking to, to approach that. I'm actually, I'm kind of incorporating it with the half marathon. So um, nice. like yesterday I did um, 600, six, uh, five, uh, 100 meter strides oh, nice. um, during, so I, like that. So yesterday's run was around a track, um, a local track. So I did it there. Um, so I'm kind of doing a combination. And like today I've got heels planned. So I'll do a hilly route and stuff. So it's kind of just going and just kind of incorporating it. Um to kind of keep going and i think i think it will i'm hoping the theory behind it is that it's gonna make me a really really strong runner <laughs> you can thing. definitely go it's the distance either gonna, it's either gonna make me a really strong runner or it's gonna kill me so we're going <laughs> either way so i'm like oh whatever we'll see <laughs> so watch this space <laughs> i mean like one, one day doing a marathon when you did like 104 in a row like that is uh you're just like hey like i've, I've done this at least 104 times more and so yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly just a little bit faster and making it happen exactly. too but I, I love how you're kind of like incorporating the goal with comrades like into the current challenge you're doing like I think that's super cool to like marry both of those things together and and make that happen too and so um I'm also like curious because you've done Yeti before as you mentioned going back to Havelina potentially Moab too like these are all kind of races that you know you've done before and like I'm curious like I'm going back to Havelina too this year like I have some very unfinished business that I'm trying to like <laughs> Yeah. finally finally tie up over there um but how do you kind of approach races that like you've done before and then like going into them for like you know a, another time to like you know either improve time or like improve like maybe tie up unfinished business like how do you approach going into races that you've done before specifically maybe the ones that you're going for this year as well yeah i think like specifically when i choose races that i've done before is purely just normally it's to improve like to do a better time um like Havelina was a bit of a rough ride for me just I don't know 
weather-wise it was weird like I, I was just I struggled from the start um mm. so I had various issues and stuff but it's like learning and then coming back and saying no I can do better so for me it's always like I always want to try and be better and do better and stuff so a lot of that is going back but there's there's other races that I just love the community and I'm just going back because I love the community um so it's kind of just doing that and then like maybe 20 uh, 2025 at 10 50 I'm like what oh my god you have like like I seriously like I love how you I saw that post that you put I think it was either whatever your most recent post like saying that and I was like oh my gosh like you know like you're you're about to turn 50 but at the same time like you're living life like a like a like a teenager which is awesome like that's so cool like I love that I'm like, yeah, maybe I should slow down, but no, I'm not going to. Um, so yeah, 2025, <laughs> I'll probably end up, I want to do something like totally I, crazy. I'm going to have to do something totally crazy. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, so it will probably like next, that that year, I probably won't end up running any races I've run before. It will be something totally different, but we'll mm. see. It has to be something big. Like I'm like, I, I probably should post on my socials and ask for ideas and see what people say. <laughs> I'm like, it has to be something huge. I need to go, yeah, I need to hit 50 with a big bang. Because when I when I turned 40, I cried because I didn't want to get old. How, how silly is that? Yeah. <laughs> and, but now I just look at it so different because I'm like, you know what? No, I'm still, I'm like, I ran 104 marathons last year. And I'm like, yeah, it, it the, the age thing doesn't define you. It doesn't. It doesn't, it makes no difference. It's like, you just do things a little bit differently. You need to be a little bit more careful as you get older, I guess. But I'm still, yeah, I'm still acting like I'm 20. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's amazing. And like, how did you kind of make that shift, right? Because I, you know, I hear it all the time from people who like, you know, they, they maybe come to me to work like for coaching and they're saying like, hey, like, you know, I'm 55 or like, I'm, you know, at a certain point, they're like, I, I don't know if like this is for me and everything. And I'm like, no, like, like go for it. But like, so how did I, I know like a lot of people kind of feel it? Like you, you mentioned, like you, you cried like when you turned 40, but then you were like, no, screw that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going out and like, look, look at all you've done. Like you're about to turn 50, the best you've ever been, which is amazing. How did you make that shift for anyone listening who might be yeah. kind of dealing with the same thing or thinking about the same thing? Cause I know it's kind of like a common thing. So how did you kind of it make is. that shift? It's weird. Like, it's weird. Like, um, I remember looking at my parents and when my parents were in the forties, I thought they were really old. And it was like, Mm. I think things over the years has changed a lot. Like people are doing more, people are healthier. Um, and I think for me, what changed was because I took up running because I only took, I only took running up in my forties. So that is where the game changed for me a lot was that was then doing not only like because I went from doing 5Ks to marathons and just kind of just upping it, that in itself, and then switching to ultra marathons, that in itself showed me how strong my body can be. And that age was not an issue. Like it didn't matter my age. Um, and so that was in itself exciting. And I think that's kind of where my mind changed a little bit. Like now pushing, like who knows what I'm going to be doing like in my 60s. Like it's like, you know what I mean? It's like age is like it's not an issue at all, and and it's been it's been great to kind of realize that. I mean, there's obviously recovery takes a little longer now the older you get and stuff like that. I mean, there's all these little factors that you kind of need to 
think about a little bit, but I don't spend too much time on it because I'm like, you know what, I'll just keep pushing until my body falls apart, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And you're still going, which is awesome. And I love that you mentioned like, yeah, age doesn't define you. And like, clearly, like for you, like you're getting better and stronger each year, which is just so, so awesome to see. And such an inspiration, I think for, for a lot of people who like, maybe you're thinking the same thing. So like, keep doing what you're doing. And like, I don't know, have you ever thought maybe for the 50, for like uh, your 50th, like, that 300 mile crazy race coming to Arizona next year. I mean, that yes. could, that could and be that an is actually option. on my list. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think, I think, is it due for April? I think so. I think it's April. Yeah. I think it's April of next year, which, which uh, looks I'm, intriguing. I'm, I'm like, um, I can't believe I, I'm going to say this, but I'm like super excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my God, man. Oh, it's so good. Um, when did that, that shift happen for you? Like where those like big distances became exciting? Like, was it just like more like the accumulation of just like, just showing those things? Cause I think, right. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure you know this, like being in your journey too, like, you know, at one point, like a marathon just sounds like absurd. And then like, I mean, to you, it became like a daily training run for 104 days. So yeah. like, <laughs> like when did that shift I occur think, to you? I think it just, it kind of comes through like, like my first ultra that I did was a 40 miler. And I still remember thinking I was like so overwhelmed with the distance. Cause I was like, Oh, how am I going to do this? But then you do it and you're like, Oh my goodness. And I think it kind of becomes a little bit of a challenge. Like you want to go further and see how far, how far can you push it until you can't push it anymore? Yeah. <laughs> it just becomes like a, um, it's exciting because it's like, it's it's exciting it's amazing it's it's just it feels incredible because you you can push your body that far and it's like that you kind of cross like then I crossed the, the line finish line of my first 40 and then I did my 50 and I was like I just did that like that is just incredible I did that by myself like it's like you just you kind of go through that and you're like I did all the work for it I accomplished that and it's like and then you kind of oh, can I do 100? And then you do 100. And then you're like, okay, can I do 250? I mean, like the the 200 milers, like that in that is something I would have not in a million years think I'd be going after. Like, I'm like, what? No way. And I just think you just, it's again, you just try and see what happens. <laughs> and yeah, it's, yeah, it's just exciting to be able to push um, to see what you can do. Yeah. And I love it. You talk about that experience in like your own life where it was like, you know, at one point, like 200 miles, like seemed like crazy. And then like at the point, like now you're on the podcast saying 300 miles is like exciting. Like that's just so cool to see that. And like, to your point, it, it, and I think it kind of like encapsulates this whole conversation, right? Because it's like, if you don't go out and try, like those things kind of stay scary. But for you, it seems like because you've been able to put yourself in situation after situation, like not only are you doing those things, but it builds the confidence and excitement to like, look at a long race and be like, Oh, like the first thought isn't like, Oh my gosh, like that's crazy. It's like, Oh, that sounds exciting. Like I want to do it because to your point, like you always ask like, how far can I go? And I think that like, just is, like the culmination of like you, your life, like everything that you're doing. And like, you're inspiring so many people to like ask that question in themselves. And like, you've inspired the belief of, you know, thousands and thousands of people all across the globe with what you're doing and that they can do hard things. And, uh, Jackie, it's just, uh, it's just incredible on what you're doing. So I'm excited to see what you do for 50 for sure. And it's going to be Thank cool. You. Like maybe, maybe I'll see you out there in that, that 300 mile race too. Like I gotta, gotta survive 200 first, but that's intriguing. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. No, do 300. <laughs> Go 300. Come on.
Right, it's, it's doing the podcast. Don't listen to me. <laughs> no, I, I want to. Like, it's, it's funny. Like, we're doing this podcast, and then we tell our significant others, hey, like, we're doing a 300-mile race next year. <laughs> oh, that Maybe is Maybe we awesome. just cut that part out for a while until I break the news. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yes, 100%. <laughs> awesome. Well, sweet, Jackie. Well, this was amazing. And, you know, for anyone who wants to follow along on Jackie's journey, which I encourage if you aren't currently following her on social, on any of the uh, outlets that she's on, uh, go to the link in the show notes and uh, please follow along her journey. She's super inspiring, always keeping it real, always keeping it just uh, incredibly just motivating for anyone looking to, you know, not let their their circumstances define their life. And uh, Jackie, you are absolutely absolutely incredible. And I know I asked this question to you uh, a year ago when I had you on the show as well. It's the same question we ask every single athlete on this podcast. So uh, not sure if the same answer, different answer, whatever resonates with you. But since the show is called Everyday Ultra and we help our listeners be better endurance athletes every day, my question to you, Jackie, is what can our listeners do every single day to be better endurance athletes? Um, Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would just say just take one one step at a time and just kind of just do the best you can in that moment Mm -hmm. i love that i thought your answer was going to be like run a marathon every day for 140 (laughs) (laughs) no small goals small goals don't don't copy me (laughs) no i love that and i love how you know you're you're doing all these things but in the end of the day like if it is you know 250 consecutive halves if it is like going for your first 5k like i love how you always boil it down to just taking one step forward and knowing that you can do hard things and that rephrasing that it comes down again like what my heart is very different to anyone else's heart. And it's like, just remember that it's, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Just focus on your own journey. Mm, so good. So good. Focusing on your own journey is like the way to go. And, and Jackie, I know I'll be following along your journey and just so <laughs> excited to cheer you on. I mean, I know I'll see you here in person in the AZ area real soon. And, uh, exactly. I'm, we I'm excited. For yes, we need to let's, let's schedule that. I'd love to like, that'd be so awesome. And, uh, anyways, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for everything you do and, uh, excited to see you take on 2024, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. One more quick ultra running tip before we go. One thing that can truly help you in your ultras and in your long runs, caffeine. Yup, that's right. Caffeine helps to reduce our perceived effort so our running feels much easier. And it keeps us alert when fatigue starts to set in, especially on those longer efforts where we're pushing it to the max. But let's face it, sometimes we don't want the caffeine from gels or any other sports drinks because... They can add up for sure. And sometimes we want that quick hit of caffeine and instead we want it from coffee, right? And we know it's tough to bring coffee on the trail and most instant coffees, they just plainly suck. But that's why I recommend CS Instant Coffee, which is designed for adventure seekers and trail runners. It comes in portable packets that you can easily put into a soft flask on the go for a chilled coffee in an aid station on your long runs when you need an extra pep or if you are in outdoor adventure and you want some warm coffee. And most instant coffees, like I said before, tastes like crap but this one does not it has all the convenience of instant coffee without sacrificing the taste so it's perfect for a long day on the trails and if you're a busy person doing a lot of different things in your life you can even use it for day-to-day use as well in between meetings picking up your kids from school wherever you just put it into hot or cold water and you have instant coffee on the go and you can grab your supply of cs instant coffee by going to csinstant.coffee yep that's the website csinstant.coffee is the website 
Or you can simply go to the link in the show notes to get your supply of CS Instant Coffee. And that website is csinstant.coffee as the site. Or go to the link in the show notes to get your supply of instant coffee so you can take it on the go, be energized, and continue to adventure on. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Everyday Ultra Podcast. Appreciate you a ton. And remember, be a better endurance athlete every day. And we'll talk to you real soon. 